Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Byron L. Benton. And before we start our first episode of this podcast, I just want to take a moment and express my gratitude and appreciation to a number of people who made this possible and we would not be able to even record this episode without their hard work and support. I first want to thank all the Mount Moriah Missionary Baptist family uh, for believing in this, encouraging me, supporting me, and uh, just really pushing me to bring to pass exactly what the Lord had deposited in my spirit. I really believe that this podcast is a viable way to spread the gospel and will reach people in a unique, unique path right where they are. And so I want to thank all the Mount Moriah family uh, for, for everything that they've done. Uh, specifically, I want to thank Brother Felix Rue, who labored so diligently. Um, he put together this immaculate podcast studio that we're sitting in right now. He helped me put together the mics and uh, just worked. He painted, he put the floor in. I mean, uh, you can't see it because this is, you know, a podcast that's only audio, but just know it's beautiful. And he did uh, all, all this work. I want to thank all of our sponsors who have jumped in just believing in, in this without having any other uh, information or data other than just believing in us, believing in me, believing in the vision. Tori Marsh, who put together our theme song, you're getting ready to witness his musical genius. Uh, so Tori Marsh, a.k.a. Mad Max, my cold steel brother from North Carolina, A&T State University, the Aggies. Uh, I want to send a shout out to you. Thank you so much uh, to Reverend Micah Thomas from Micah Thomas Creative, who put together our logo and our website and so many other things that you're able to view in order to even have tuned in to all the other sponsors who have, have come on board to just support this vision, support this dream. Uh, just know how much we appreciate you. And I thank God for you. Uh, last but not least, I want to thank you, the listeners who are tuning into this, uh, maybe you were expecting it and you're excited to tune in. Maybe you stumbled on this and you said, hey, let's give it a try and see if there's something here that can be helpful. Whatever reason and however the Lord led you here, I want to thank you for giving us a chance. And um, we are just starting out. We hope to get better. But uh, we ask for your prayers and believe that there is something that will be here that can be helpful for you on your journey. And so with nothing else uh, to say, um, I want to thank you and welcome you to the first episode of Mountaintop Manor. Hello and welcome to Mountaintop Manor, where we address issues of faith, family, finance, and fitness with tons of fun mixed into each and every episode. I am so excited to be with you today. I'm your host, Dr. Byron L. Benton, coming to you from the beautiful, beautiful city of North Charleston, South Carolina, and the immaculate campus of the Mount Moriah Missionary Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning in. I am extremely excited and delighted 
And I'm happy to have with me for this first episode, a co-host like none other, the one, the only Reverend Tammy Revenel, a.k.a. Rev T. How you doing today, Rev T.? I'm doing great. Awesome, Pastor. So excited about this episode, Mountaintop Manna. It's so great to be starting 2020 in this way. And so welcome. Thank you for being here. And we're just going to kind of use today to give you an introduction to the Mountaintop Manna. Each episode would have three different segments. We start off with what we call the real, which is getting into what is the issue? What is it that we're dealing with? What is the struggle? Then we'll move into the climb. That's the work that we have to put in in order to climb the mountain, to climb whatever the obstacles are in order to get to your place of transformation, healing, messaging, whatever it is. And then there's the takeaway. What is it that you need to take away from the mountaintop and take it back to you in your valley of life, take it back into your daily life? What we wanted to do today, though, is just take a moment and unpack with you why we came up with the name Mountaintop Manor, how God deposited that into my heart, into my spirit, and kind of give the origin story, if you will, from a biblical standpoint, because this will set the foundation, the substratum. This will help us in understanding what is required of us in order to fully reach for and achieve all that God has for us. Us. There are several places in the Bible that you'll see. You'll see it spread out where mountains were really important. In the Old Testament and the New Testament, mountains have a prominent place in key moments. It was believed in the Old Testament that mountains were closer to the heavens, which means that they were closer to God. And so if you climbed the mountain, you automatically got closer to God. One of the things that that every mountaintop experience entails based on what we just mentioned how it was understood and a belief that we get closer to God is that in order to deal with any of the situations that are going on in your life, whether it is your family, whether it is your finances, whether it's a struggle within your faith, you've got to get closer to God Yeah, in order to deal with it, mm-hmm. which means that requires having to address certain things in your life that may be hindering you from that climb, hindering you from getting closer to God. And there's work that goes into each of them. Mountaintops are very important, very pivotal moments in Bible, but also in our lives also. Mountains really put us in a place to be real, whether we know God or not. Um, in the mountain experience, it requires a level of nakedness where you have to be real to see yourself and you have to be willing to put the work in to do the climb. So we have to first look within ourselves and and realize the areas that we're unstable in. We have to realize the areas that we don't have full self-control. And then even in the midst of all of that, believe God that he will bring us to the mountaintop where we get closer to him. Absolutely. It amazes me how so many of us come to church, but we're not real. That's good. And, and what I mean by that is we're not saying that you're fronting. What we're saying is you're not dealing with the real stuff and being honest about what's really going on in your life. Mm-hmm. We're coming. We're getting our shout on. We're getting our praise on. We're singing in the choir. We're preaching our sermons, but we're not really dealing with the nitty gritty, the struggles that are going back on in our households. In many ways, sometimes church can become your drug. It becomes your high. It becomes something that you do in order to escape your reality, escape your situation. When God wants us to be empowered, transformed in order to deal with our situation so that God can get the glory. 
God can, can, we can, we can shout from the mountaintop, look at what I've been through, look at what I was stuck in, but Mm -hmm. look at how God brought me out of it. Mm -hmm. And as we look at all these different mountaintop experiences that we will share about, we will realize that the people or the individual person that was involved in the climbing of the mountain, they were imperfect, just like me and you. They had struggles just like me and you, but because we serve a great God that has given us purpose, we're able to climb it to see the promises of God. So I'm excited about Mountaintop Manor. I'm excited for the challenge. I am excited as well. And with that said, I think we should just jump right on in to our first mountaintop experience, Noah with Mount Ararat. That is correct, sir. And everybody knows the story of Noah, but the part about this story that we studied is before all of this, everything for Noah wasn't so good, but yet because he saw God's hand at work and trust God enough, he was able to obey the instructions and at the end able to see God promises. So do we have any Noah's out there where you may not have seen nothing but doom and gloom and death and this and that, but yet still you believe that God has a promise for your life. And what's interesting about Noah, too, is he had to put a lot of work into his climb, That's so to good. speak. The, the reality of the situation was there was so much evil going on in the world that God said, the Bible says that every imagination of every thought was evil. Wow. wow. That's good, sir. Men literally had gotten such into a spiral of evil ways wow. that every thought the thought behind every thought, the thought behind that thought was evil. And when thinking becomes such that it is so evil Mm -hmm. that there's no good that even comes from a thought life. Wow. It put God in a position where he grieved because God said, I've got to essentially reboot man. Correct. (laughs) I've I've got to completely. (laughs) Revive us again. Oh Lord. I've got to get real. Like, it, we have gone such into disarray that mm-hmm. I've, I've got to wipe it out. Mm-hmm. And he found favor with Noah because Noah, for whatever reason and however, had held on to God and That's held it. on to the principle of God. Not that Noah was perfect, right? That's because right. we see what happened after, after <laughs> the flood. I mean, after the flood, the, one of the things that Noah does is he plants him a vineyard. You know, he makes him a bar. Listen. He becomes his own bartender. Listen. He creates, he <laughs> raises the grapes, you know, and then he gets drunk off his own stuff that he made, that he made, <laughs> passes out naked. Wow. He gets so Now I realize that some of you who are listening to this, that you are really, really saved and love the Lord. <laughs> and so what I'm getting ready to mention to you may be completely, completely foreign that, <laughs> that, that this happens. But Noah, Noah, who was so righteous that God saved him yeah. from the judgment in the Old Testament from the flood yeah. and his family. Noah, this righteous man, <laughs> got slid out, toe up, <laughs> drunk, inebriated, bent. Messed up from the flow up, <laughs> wow. naked, wow, passed out. So he was not a perfect man. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He was not a perfect man, but he was a man pursuing God. That's it. You got to stay in the pursuit. You've got to stay in the pursuit. Yeah. The and pursuit. and what ends up happening, you you know the story in in Genesis after they had 
built the ark and the work that he had to put in and just believing, even though they had not seen rain for a hundred years, still building what God Mm -hmm. had envisioned him to do, Mm -hmm. which right there, that, that goes to show a lot of times we stop building what God told us to do. Wow. We, we grow weary somewhere along the journey. Maybe it was in year 50. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's year 50. I think many of us, if it's, if it's me, you get weary in year, <laughs> month, I'm about to say week, hour. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you get tired because God has given you a vision and told you to do something. Mm-hmm. But what God has told you to do and the vision God has given you takes a long time. Yeah. And Noah stays on it. He stays on it. Then he has to deal with actually getting the ark built, Mm -hmm. the flood happening. Let's not even get into what it would have required to get all those animals up on that (laughs) (laughs) and into that ark. All that happens, the flood waters, they subside. And now you're given this rainbow. Wow. Symbolizing the grace of God, that that God is with you. Now, think about all he had to go through just to get a message of grace. Mm -hmm. They just went through extreme judgment, just went through death, where Mm -hmm. everything they knew before the flood was gone. Mm -hmm. The life they knew was gone. Mm -hmm. The people they grew up with were gone. It's all gone. Wow. And now here they are. And now there is a sign of grace that happens, which means out of the gate, we have to understand that not every mountaintop experience is a pleasant journey to get there. That's it. That's it. And you have to be willing. And one of the prayers that I say every day is God strengthen my hand for the work because we get tired, even though we know we've heard God's voice. He's given us the instructions, but not only the work is great, but also the time frame. It does not make sense to us. And so even while we're waiting, we still got to continue to do the work to see the promise. As Noah did, he saw the promise, but he had to continue in the process to do the work. And I love it how pastor stated he wasn't perfect, just like me and you. We're not perfect, but we're in the pursuit after God. That's right. And and here's the, the, the big piece that I believe that all of us struggle with. It's are you willing to put in the work? Yeah. It's hard, sir. It's hard. This flesh is, a, is a, this flesh is something else, sir. It's hard to put in the work. I, I don't have control, you know, over this mouth all the time. I don't have control over all these thoughts all the time. So how, how do I do that? How do I get to that, that place where I am completely surrendered mm. for the climb? I, 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 you know, and, and to be brutally honest, I think we all struggle in some area the most anointed person, some in some seasons, some mountain climbs, things just don't make no sense. And so we begin to question God. Is it really you? But I love the God that we serve because he has a way of making sense out of nonsense. God will always give you the rainbow. Wow. That's good, sir. God will always show up in some kind of ways as we walk through the mountaintop experiences over and over again. It's God showing up in a way that we were not expecting God to show up. Most Noah didn't ask for a rainbow. He sure didn't. God gave it to him. <laughs> a little extra. God little extra. said, you, you need to see this. <laughs> <laughs> so you cannot be mistaken that it's me. You cannot be mistaken that it's me. And, and it needs to be in such a way that you know that I'm with you. Wow. That I've got you, that I've got you covered. Why? Because whatever you're going through, you're going to need God to get through it. Most definitely. Whatever you're going through, 
it, it will become so overwhelming mm-hmm. and overburdensome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you need a power greater than your own That's in order right. to walk through it, sustain it, make that climb. If you try to climb the mountain in your own strength, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. Yeah. And even if you make it to the top, you'll be so exhausted. You won't be able to receive the message God has for you. And enjoy. <laughs> like Noah would have slept through the rainbow. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But they would have told him about it. There was a rainbow. What? There was a rainbow. What's that? Yeah. (laughs) So have been partakers of the blessing had we wait, you know, not done our part. But I'm glad because you cannot do this thing called life without Jesus. We we learned from Noah that there are circumstances that cause us to need a sign of grace Mm -hmm. and that there's work even even to get to that sign of grace. Uh, Another uh, that's really near and dear to us because the name of our church is Mount Moriah. Yes. Uh, what we experienced in Genesis 22 with Abraham taking yes. his son Isaac to basically offer him up as a sacrifice. This was something that was unheard of. The, the, the Israelites did not practice, you know, sacrificing mm-hmm. their own children and things of that nature. This was not a part of their religious beliefs. But but here Abraham is, and he's told to go to a specific place. He's told mm-hmm. to go to Mount Moriah. Mm-hmm. And to offer up his son as a sacrifice. And the story goes that he basically has to put together and get the materials together and pack up. And he brings some people with him. And then what he tells them as right before he goes to the mountaintop is to wait here. He's talking to the servants that took with him, wait here with the donkeys. Mm -hmm. And my son and I, as a guy, we're going to go over there and we're going to worship. Wow. And (laughs) he never mentions to them that there's going to be a sacrifice. It says we're going up there to worship. Yeah. And I think there's something about going to the understanding that your plight to the mountaintop is one of going to worship. Wow. That's good, sir. That's good. It's going to worship. Wow. But what do you do when God asks you for something of that value to sacrifice your son and doesn't really give you a whole bunch of details, but God asks us for the most precious things in our lives. And what I love about this without question, you know, Abraham went to work. He began to gather the supplies to prepare for this great sacrifice. So let that ponder there. Hmm. What do you do when God asks you for such a great sacrifice as a mom, you know, somebody full of my children, you understand, (laughs) but here it is. You want me to sacrifice my son. And in that moment alone, It kind of just had me speechless because I don't know how I would have responded because of the love that I have for my child. But Abraham, like Noah, they were hooked on this savior, on Jesus. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what prompted him to still follow the command. But when you said go worship, things happen when you worship. Oh, my. Situations turn around when you worship. Yeah. For real, for real. Go ahead, sir. No, I, I think you're right on it. You know, what, what Abraham had was a trust in the Almighty Ooh. that extended far beyond what he could understand. Mm, and that, that because God's going to put us in situations where based on what you know, this makes no sense. What God's requiring you to do, what God's expecting you to do, it makes no sense. How am I going to start this business? I don't have the means. This makes no sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. why, why are you asking me to get involved with this ministry? Mm. This makes no sense with this mm. season of life that, that I'm in. I, I don't feel adequate. I don't feel equipped. God calls it calls and summons whom God wants to mm-hmm. with, with 
purpose and with provision and everything else that is needed. And what we have to do is have a willing heart of trust and dependence to say, God, yes, I will do it, even though this makes no sense Mm -hmm. to me. Now, total dependency is required to climb the mountain, to climb the mountain. I've got to trust him beyond my own logic, my own thought. I've got to know that he is the true and living God. So that was very powerful to study and understand what God will ask of us at certain seasons in our lives to make us trust him more and to get to the mountain so we can get closer to him. Absolutely. Because worship is an act of love. Yes. And what Abraham was doing is saying, whatever I do, it has to be an act of love to God, an act of love, an act of obedience to God. Wow. And so when I do this, this is, this is worship. Now, everybody's not going to understand your worship. I believe that's That's one of the reasons why he did not explain Mm -hmm. the details of how he was getting ready to worship God on the mountain. He said, y'all stay here with the donkeys. We're going over here to worship, but I'm not going to waste time trying to explain my worship to you because you'll never understand it. And you may try to prevent me or hinder me from worshiping God and being obedient to Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to, you've got to watch who you allow to try and climb the mountain with you because not everybody's ready for a mountaintop experience. Correct. Not everybody's ready for the, the, the labor and the worship and the way that you want to go in and worship. I've heard many people say, you know, I started crying in worship. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And people wouldn't leave me alone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They want to know what's wrong. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just experiencing the presence of God. You know, my reaction was one that confused them. And so now they're messing with my worship. Leave me alone. Let, let Let me have my time with the Holy Spirit. Let me have my time in this experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even though you don't understand it, leave me be. Correct. Because I know what's happening right now. <laughs> I know I don't fully understand it either, but I know it's God yeah. and that something is happening and I want to let it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's good that you pointed that out, sir, that everybody won't understand And even some may even try and talk you out of what you know you heard God say to you from years ago, many when you were a child. And so you have to stay focused on, I know God called me to do this. And I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. So in my worship, I'm going to give him my best worship, my My best best praise, Mm. because in that, I know he's going to release the revelation that I need to keep working this thing out and walk in my purpose. That's good right there. Oh, my, my, my. So one of the big morals of the story here in the climb is that everybody can't climb the mountain with you. Come on. Some people you've got to leave with the donkeys. I preached a sermon about this not too long ago. Some people, they just can't handle climbing Mm -hmm. the mountain. Now, you don't live on the mountaintop. You're going up there to be obedient, to worship, to get the message that God has for you. You're going to come back down Mm -hmm. and and, and you're going to come back down changed based on the experience that you had. So in in many ways with many people, you can reconnect with them. There's just certain places they can't go with you. So you got to be good during the times of isolation. I think it was said before that the isolation is just God insulating you as you begin to walk out your purpose and, and, and don't get frustrated in that when you don't have the whole crew, you don't have the click, you don't have the bam. But as long as you and Jesus, all's going to be well. That's right. That's good, sir. Many times we want we want a party to celebrate Ooh. what God has done for us. Wow. When many times everybody at the party 
they they can't even fully comprehend what the Lord has done anyway. Mm-hmm. That's why nobody can shout for you. Hey, your own praise. No, nobody knows my story like I know my story. And, and I even it, nobody can tell it. Hey, like hey, I can tell it. Hey, 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 hey. That's good, sir. That's good. <laughs> we getting happy in here. We apologize. We, we are. We getting happy. When I think on the goodness, oh my. Hey, don't start, so, sir. Don't but start. but that's. It reminds me of the rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. Right. We see this. We've we have an Old Testament example of a, a man who had something that was most precious to him mm-hmm. that God said, give to me. Wow. Right. Then we have the rich young ruler in the New Testament mm-hmm. he says, I've done everything. You know, I want to be your disciple. And he said, I got one thing for you, though, that you need to do. Wow. Sell all your possessions. Wow. And then come follow me. And he walks away crying. Right. <laughs> He wasn't willing to trust God enough to climb. That's it. He loved his stuff more than he loved his God. Wow. And God's going to mess with your stuff. Mm. He's going to he's going to put us in situations to see if our love for God is more than our love for whatever else it is. Now, it, it, I'm, what I'm not saying is I'm not saying go sell your house, go sell all your stuff <laughs> no, please and, don't and give it that. to the church. That is not that is not <laughs> what I'm saying. What I am saying is. God is going to test us Mm -hmm. and put us in situations that reveal to us the true nature of our own hearts. Wow. What's in them and what in our hearts are keeping us from getting closer to God. Here's the nakedness again. Here's the nakedness. The vulnerability again. The truth, the real, the the raw, the the good, the bad and the you understand. Yes, I understand. we, we, We got to look at it all. That's good, sir. That's good. right? That's good. And with that, I think it's a good time for us to take our first break. Look, thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned. We got more mountains to climb and we'll be back with you soon. Do you, your business, church or nonprofit need help with graphic design? Well, Micah Thomas Creative is your full-service creative design agency. Website, branding, logo, marketing, video, graphics, and apparel. Visit online at micathomascreative.com or email hello at micathomascreative.com for more information. If you like the Mountaintop Manor theme music and you are interested in music production for your podcast, commercial, or musical album, then look no further. Mad Max Music has you covered. Check him out on all social media platforms at tmarsh799. That's T-M-A-R-S-H, the number 799. That's Mad Max Music at tmarsh799. All right. And we're back. Thank you for hanging in here with us. Um, We're going to pick right back up. Before we left, we talked about what happened in the book of Genesis with Noah at Mount Ararat. We talked about Mount Moriah with Abraham as well in the book of Genesis. And we do realize that these texts are just completely filled with so many nuggets and revelation. And we're breezing through them just to give you a little bit of why the mountaintop experience is so important. 
Um, and so we encourage you, please read, study, uh, yes. send us, email us the revelations that God gives you. Yes. And, and the key is that you are climbing the mountain. That's it. And with that said, we're going to jump right back in and we're going to go now to Mount Sinai. Yee. This brings us to Moses, one of my favorite texts. Wow. We pick up here where Moses has already experienced God in miraculous ways. Mm -hmm. Moses is sent back to deliver his people from the oppression of Pharaoh's grip, mm -hmm. where they were slaves. Mm -hmm. We've seen all these plagues happen. We've seen the parting of the Red Sea. They've come out on the other side. You, you name it, God has already moved mm -hmm. and done enough to show Moses and show all the Israelites that God is God. God is almighty. God is all powerful. God will provide for you. God will protect you. God will deliver you. God has done all that for them. Mm -hmm. And now they're on the other side of this Red Sea experience, the other side of the oppression that they were experiencing and what they quickly realize is that even though they are delivered from the system that was oppressing them, they were not delivered from the mentality. Wow. And they're in need of government. They're in need of organization. They're in need of leadership. They're in need of instruction from God. Wow. Of how to live, how to be governed, how to exist. And God gives an assignment that would end in Moses climbing up Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments, which would be a structure in which they would govern themselves and how they would live. Wow. And, and to me, one of the things, Rev T, that came off to me in this is that you've got to climb the mountain sometimes just to get the revelation on what to do with your situation. That's good, sir. That's very good. And it doesn't even matter that God has brought you through all these different things. You still need new revelation. Wow. Even though you've seen him part the Red Sea. Wow. Even though you've seen him deliver you from a situation. Even though you've seen him operate by a cloud and a pillar. Mm -hmm. Even though he's done all these things, you still have to climb the mountain and get revelation. Yeah. Real revelation on how to deal with your situation. Wow. We all can find ourselves right here in many areas of our lives because you said something very important. You said they were delivered out of slavery, but their minds mm. were still in bondage. And it's amazing because many of us, God has physically brought us out of some things, but our mindset has not changed. But in order for me to get the revelation, I've got to do the climb. Mm. And if I do the climb, then God is going to give me the instructions I need for me to fulfill the purpose he's called me to do. You would think I would, if I came out of slavery, I'd be looking for some big party or whatever else. And here it is. God says, I'm going to give you instructions. So sometimes even when you come out of a thing, God still has to speak to you in the most unique ways. Maybe in ways you don't expect him to do. God, I don't want you to tell me other things I should and should not do. I want you to tell me everything you're going to bless me with. Mm. But God says, no, I need you to love better. I mm. need you not to put mouth on your sister or your brother. Mm. And you're looking like, Lord, why? So I love this because it reminds us that God is yet a good God. Yes. Even when we don't think it feels good. Mm. 
and he knows what's best for our lives. And so this, this particular story in the Bible excites me because there was so much that was required to trust God. I don't have any more chains on my hands and feet, but my mind is still captive. So how do I break that? I need the word of the Lord in order for me to understand what's going on in my life. So when you've been living in the bondage of an unhealthy relationship, that's good. And you get delivered from that unhealthy relationship. If you just rush into another relationship Mm -hmm. without instructions Mm -hmm. on how to one deal with yourself and the mentality Mm -hmm. that was developed while you were in bondage, then you'll Mm -hmm. just recreate in your new relationship in a new space, the same bondage that you experienced while you were in Egypt relationship. Wow. Wow. And so you've got to get closer to God and get the instructions, the information Mm -hmm. and everything you need to make sure that you're just not delivered physically, but you're also delivered mentally and delivered, you know, same thing with your finances. Wow. That's good, sir. You know, look at how many people win the lottery, how many people make it to the NFL or make Mm -hmm. it to the NBA and find themselves broke. Wow. They no longer had the physical bondage of poverty or the physical bondage of not having enough economically, Mm -hmm. but mentally they were still poor. Correct. And their mental poorness recreated physically the same poverty that they had before they received the great blessing. Wow. That's good. And so there's instructions. There there are things that, that you have to do. Let's make it real practical, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You've got to know how to respond to an email. Yes, that's good. What to put in there, what to not put in there (laughs) and to be careful that you do not do the infamous reply all. Yes. Right. All these different things, just because God has brought you out of a situation, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that your mind has been delivered. The mind has to be renewed. The mind has to go on the journey. The mind has to get closer to God Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that transformation can truly happen. Otherwise, you'll just recreate the same situation. And so you have all these people who were present in this moment to receive the Ten Commandments Mm -hmm. would never enter the promise. Hey, sir, you about to walk into the next mountain, sir. You about to walk in the next mountain. And they wouldn't. (laughs) Exactly. And they wouldn't. Right. They wouldn't reach the promise because their mentality couldn't handle it. Wow. And that's why it's good that you got to admit that you need healing. Healing. Emotionally, physically and mentally. Because anytime you've been through any type of trauma, whether it's financial, whether it's in our bodies or any state, you have to have the time of healing. And, and, and I don't know who this is for, but if you're single, listen, you've got to be healthy and whole before the mate arrives, before Boaz, before your Naomi, your Ruth or whoever shows up. You've got to be physically, mentally, emotionally healthy and in a good place with God before you can even entertain being connected with somebody else. Absolutely. And just because you've been delivered from your Egypt does not mean you're ready for your Canaan. Yes, sir. All right. Just because God brought you out doesn't mean you're ready to go in to whatever God has for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because God saved you and has called you to preach, that means that you're ready to preach next week. Come on, sir. You know, we could go over this in every area. There is work that we must do to climb the mountain just to get revelation. Yes. For the information that we need in order to make the journey to the promise. That's good. 
That's and the good. information is preparation for you to be able to handle the promise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's the other fact about it. It has to be bigger than us. Wow. This was a transgenerational mm-hmm. word. This mm-hmm. was a word that was so powerful that even though the people who received it would not be able to achieve the promise, their descendants still could. They, they, listen. Oh, yes, sir. It's got to be bigger than us. It's got to be beyond you. If the revelation that God has given you on a mountain is just about you, you're on the wrong mountain. And you're not getting a revelation from God. It's it's all because God sees things systemically. God did not just die for you. He died for us. That's it. He did not just come for you. He came for, for all us. of us. Yeah. He saw all of us, the 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 tapestry of humanity mm-hmm. all intertwined together, mm-hmm. saying, I want to redeem it all. Wow. And and so the revelation that we are seeking. Mm-hmm. When we climb the mountain is one that should transform more than just us. It's That's one it. to transform the communities we are involved in, the churches that we are involved in, our children, our, our children's, children's children. Yeah, that's Bible right there. That is the word. That is the word of the Lord. And you said f- those four little letters when everybody hear the word work. Hmm. Everything don't come easy. You got to put in the, the work. work. So the question is, how bad do you want to get to the top? You got to be willing to do the work. And God will meet you in the work. Yes, he will. God will help you climb. If you take one step, God's going to help you take two more steps. Mm -hmm. God is in it. But but what we have to do is by faith, take the steps. That's it. That's it. By by faith, you've got to put some skin in the game. Faith without works is is dead. dead. So what ends up happening, I mean, this takes us right to the next mountaintop we wanted Mm -hmm. to talk about. Mm Mm-hmm. What ends up happening with Moses is he gets to see the promised land and he gets to see it from a mountain. Wow. And he gets to see it from Mount Pisgah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He gets to see where the Lord will take his people. I I believe I'm always reminded of Dr. Martin Luther King's mountaintop sermon that he preached the night before he was assassinated, where he tells the listeners that he's already been to the mountain and that he may not get there with us, That's it. but that his eyes have seen the coming of the glory of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I believe just to keep us believing and hoping that God will allow us to see where our people are going. Wow. Because if you get stuck, I, I keep listening to all the negative statistics there are out mm-hmm. there. Um, the suicide rates of black teens yes. and, and how statistically it's on the incline and the increase and how that's abnormal when you look at other ethnic groups. I, I keep looking at how we're making less money now yes. as African-American households. The median income has gone down over the last 10 years and there's no other Mm-hmm. ethnic group within America that has that statistic, mm-hmm. you know, you name it, we're dealing with it. There's still the institutionalized racism, still how separated we are. The the level of violence yes. that's happening within yes. so many communities, everything, you name it, whether it's police brutality, et cetera. It seems that we have two strikes against us out of the gate when we're stepping up yes. to the plate, mm-hmm. which adds immense pressure. And when you see all of these things and you see how it's continually portrayed in media, continually portrayed in, in everywhere you look and you can't get away from it, you need to be able to see something else. Wow. 
You need to be able to get to a place where God can say, despite everything you're experiencing right now in your wilderness, Mm. there is still a promise. And I, and the same promise I gave you, I still give to your people. You will get to the promised land. Mm -hmm. And I believe in so many ways, that's where Dr. King was that night. You know, obviously he saw his incoming. Mm -hmm. Obviously he saw that things were not well, Mm -hmm. but somehow he saw beyond that. Yeah. Somehow he saw that despite what his reality was and what they were facing in that moment, Mm -hmm. that there was still a promised land that could be achieved. Mm -hmm. And that was still a promise. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes I ask God to to give me a glimpse, give me a glimpse so that it it, it can allow me to hold it together in my right now. That's it. Give give me a glimpse of what my finances are going to look like five years from now Mm -hmm. if I stay on this journey. So it helps me right now while they're falling apart. Give me a glimpse of who my children are going to be. In, in, in the future, give me that mountaintop experience while mm-hmm. I'm dealing with them talking back right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Give me a glimpse of what my career is going to look like down the road mm-hmm. so that I can have something to aspire to because my boss is driving me crazy. Amen. The people at my job, I don't know. Oh, my God. You know, you know the stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to see it. Because vision gives you inspiration for your right now. With Moses even, it put him in a position where he could die at Mm -hmm. peace, knowing that he would never get to the promise, but the promise was still promised. That's good. That's good right there, sir. And many of us, we ask God most of the time on this journey, God, if you just give me just a sneak preview of what is to come, it excites us and gives us that extra oomph to keep going on to stay in the press, to continuously believe God. You know, we've got to believe God for great things. And sometimes when you really can't see it because it's a little cloudy or there may be some darkness around you, I thank God for the sermon pastor preached the guiding light. Because if you could keep your eyes on the light, he will guide you. He will guide you in the midst of all the darkness. Yes, he will. You will be able to see your way through. So I, this one right here, bless my life too, sir. So what's interesting about this is this entire mountaintop experience was about vision. It was about receiving a vision mm-hmm. of the promise so you would know that even though you can't enter into it, that the people you love, the people you've worked so hard for, the people you've sacrificed for, the people you've been on this journey with wow. that they would inherit it. That's good. Now, when you parallel this though, to what kept them from entering into the promised land, mm-hmm. when you, when you parallel it to when spies were sent in to look at the promised land mm-hmm. and there were giants in it mm-hmm. and they came back and the report was that we were like grasshoppers. Yeah. 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 In their sight, because we were like it in our sight, really, Correct. is what they said. Mm-hmm. It's about vision, too. Wow. How they saw themselves. The way they saw themselves kept them from being able to achieve the promise. Oh, that's good, sir. God at the end here is showing Moses a vision of the promise. The Israelites vision of how they saw themselves kept them from achieving the promise, which means your vision of how you see yourself must shift in order for you to achieve the vision that God has given you. 
if you still see yourself as a grasshopper, then all you're going to get is a little meadow of grass. Wow. But if you see yourself as the head and not the tail, if you see yourself as coming out, as breaking free, as deserving a love from a from a good man or a good woman, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you see yourself, you have to change how you see yourself. Otherwise, you'll never achieve what promise God has given you. Wow. Even if you saw the promise. Wow. So no matter what other people see, I got to see mm. myself. Yeah. As God sees me. Yeah, that's good, sir. You've got to see yourself. What's so good about this is that is what helps us to prepare to walk in to the promise. Our perspective. (laughs) God wants to change your perspective, how you view things. I think about over my life how different I view money now than I did. My perspective changed. When my perspective changed, what I did with money changed. When what I did with money changed, my reality Reality changed. changed. Yes. You had to work. I had to work. You had to work. And and so many things I had to be delivered from. Wow. I had to be delivered from therapy through buying stuff. Wow. Shopping therapy. <laughs> Sir, these mountaintop experiences, I'm getting happy all by myself. <laughs> God wants us to climb the mountain. God mm-hmm. God wants us to experience life differently mm-hmm. than where we currently are mm-hmm. in each and every area. God consistently wants to move us from blessing to blessings to glory to glory. God wants to show us over and over again God's glory. And when God does that, it draws even more people to God. I mean, we we see that again um, in a more intimate setting with Jesus Christ. We see that in this setting, whether it was Mount Hermon or, or Mount Tabor, we see it where Jesus takes a select few which means sometimes God wants us to climb a mountain so that we can see God differently and in a new way than even we saw God before. That's good. We often limit God to whoever and however God has revealed God's self to us in our past when really God is bigger than that. God is bigger than you can imagine. God is bigger than your thoughts can comprehend. That's good. And God will take you, even though the disciples had gone through a place, they had seen Jesus heal. Mm-hmm. They had seen Jesus Blind eyes pop open through Jesus. They've mm-hmm. seen deaf ears mm-hmm. open through Jesus and they're hearing again. They've seen uh, those who were dead rise again with the power of Jesus Christ. But yet in this moment, Jesus is saying, I'm going to show you a whole nother side of me. That's it. That you haven't seen before. And notice that Jesus does not show everybody this side. <laughs> this is not something open to all the disciples. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the church does not get to get this revelation. Mm-hmm. And it was a revealing, sir, of heaven on earth. That's right. Where God began to show himself. And just as you said, what I love about God is he has no respect of persons. So he can use whomever he wants to. He can reveal himself to whomever he wants to. And here, out of all 12 disciples, he would choose the ones that we probably would not have quite on our team. But he chose Peter, you know, James and John. And to look at that really says, well, hey, I qualify to see his glory when you think about it. So God has a way of showing you himself, not for everybody else to see but for you to see his glory for you to see. And I find it interesting because he knew that Peter (laughs) 
<laughs> he chose Peter and he knew that Peter would later deny even being with him. Wow. Yes, that did not disqualify him <laughs> from receiving an invitation for the transfiguration. Wow. I mean, what kind of credentials do you, do you need to have to, to be here? What what kind of experiences did you have to produce and show? What would kind of see uh, resume and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what did you have? Yeah. You know, the truth is God chooses whom God wants to. Whom he may. So no one can disqualify you. No one can disqualify you. That's good. sir. The, the question is, are you willing to take the climb? Are you really to journey with Jesus? They they had to go with Jesus to see the transfiguration. They didn't sit and say, you know what? I'm tired. I don't want to go tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they would have done that, whichever disciple would have been, they would have missed their transfiguration moment. Wow. They had to be willing to be obedient when Jesus said, let's go. I want to go. I want to show you something. They had to be obedient to go. Wow. And here's the thing. God's not going to tell you what God's going to show you on the mountain. Wow. You've got to go <laughs> and receive it. That's good. And because the truth be told, if God told you what it was, you probably wouldn't be able to comprehend it anyway. Wow. Many of these mountaintop experiences, it's about buying into the journey, buying into what this one step takes. I've heard many people get um, completely discouraged Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they needed to know what the next 10 steps were going to be Mm -hmm. when really it's about being obedient over this first step. Wow. It's so about, it's in the obedience. It's about the obedience. Wow. You know, we're, we're going to, in the in the episodes to come, we're going to unpack real situations. Mm-hmm. But just to give, you know, an example and where we're moving into in the next ep- episode, you know, many of us want to see, you know, all the steps to financial freedom. And God is saying, I need you to just start with a budget. Yeah. Just one. I need I need you to start with just knowing how much money you're spending versus how much money you're saving. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. I need you to just start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of us we're like, oh man, I, w- I want to go into investing and I want to do all these other things. That, that's great, mm-hmm. but how about we start with just saving some money so wow. you have an emergency fund. That's you know, great. you've got to take and be obedient over the first step. When you're obedient over the first step, God will say, oh. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over the first step, the little. I'll make you ruler over the much. God will say, you took that first step. Now I'm going to move you 10. But you've got to be faithful over the first step and don't allow the discouragement of not knowing what the next 20 steps are going to be to keep you from taking the first step. That's good. So we got to keep moving. Keep moving. Keep climbing. Keep climbing. Keep doing the work. Keep doing the work. To get to the mountaintop. And with that said, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back soon and we'll conclude our first episode of Mountain Top Manor. If you are looking for a delicious place to eat in the Charleston area, look no further. My Three Sons of Charleston offers delicious dining, takeout, and catering for any event. My Three Sons of Charleston is a cornerstone in the North Charleston community and has been recognized for its outstanding American cuisine, excellent service, and friendly staff. Our American restaurant is known for its modern interpretation of classic dishes and its insistence on only using high-quality fresh ingredients. Order online at mythreesonsofcharleston.com or visit us in person at 1910 East Montague Avenue, North Charleston. If you like the Mountaintop Manor theme music and you are interested in music production for your podcast, commercial, or musical album, then look no further. 
Mad Max Music has you covered. Check him out on all social media platforms at tmarsh799. That's T-M-A-R-S-H, the number is 799. That's Mad Max Music at tmarsh799. And we're back. Thank you for tuning in today to Mountaintop Manor, our very first episode. I'm still here with the one, the only Rev T. Hey, everybody. And we are going to move now into our concluding moments and talk about the last mountaintop experience, which was really more at the base of the mountain with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is the very familiar story of Jesus in Gethsemane, where he prayed, he prayed and prayed unto the Lord that if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Mm-hmm. There are certain experiences that are so difficult yeah. that we don't even want to face them. Just like Jesus, we find ourselves saying, God, look, this is too much. It is too heavy. It is way above what I want to endure and what I want to go through. And so please let this cup pass for me. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's any coincidence that here we are back at a mountain. Yeah. And this time at the base of the mountain, which is the Mount of Olives. And this is where they would press the olives. Literally, Gethsemane means oil press. It's the place where, whether it's the circumstances or God or whatever, press the anointing out of you. Mm. Jesus is in such an intense moment that the Bible declares he prayed as if blood mm-hmm. fell from his brow like sweat. Mm-hmm. It, he, he's got anxiety. He's yelling at his boys saying, <laughs> why can't y'all at least like you can't roll with me for an hour. An you hour. can't stay up and yeah. just pray yeah. with me. It is a place where you feel isolated and alone with God. Mm-hmm. But that isolation is preparation for the assignment that God has for you. Mm -hmm. And it's a place that even though you have people and people who love you around you, they will not Not be able to fully understand you. Mm -hmm. And it's in that place where our will must surrender to God's will. Wow. And that's a lot right there, sir, because there's a song that says that in the pressing, God is making new wine. Mm. So when we're pressed, there's a greater anointing. There's a greater revelation. There's just the greater that God is doing in our lives. And even in those moments of isolation, as I studied the mountains, I realized that when you get to the top, Mm. the air climate is a little different. So you don't need people draining you. You don't need to exhaust energy on people and stuff. But if I stay focused on the purpose, and if I keep God right there at the center, this is going to be some good mountain climbing. Mm. And out of it, I'm going to reach the promise. So Mountaintop Manor has truly fed us to understand the work that's required in the mountain. And just like Jesus, our prayer should always be, not my will, but yours, Lord, be done in our lives. Not my will, but yours. Mm -hmm. And in each of these experiences, as we talk through faith issues, as we talk through financial issues, family issues, as we talk through all the issues that in the coming weeks and months and year, Mm. we're going to unpack. 
there will be a moment for each of us where we have to come face to face and say, God, not my will. That's it. Thine will be done. Mm-hmm. Where the pressure may be pushing stuff <laughs> out of us. Yes. Where people have gotten on our last nerves because we've asked them to at least stay up and watch and pray their, with us. Their, their flesh has fallen short and they're mm-hmm. they are sleeping on the job. Mm-hmm. And here we are saying, God, nonetheless, not my will. That's it. But your will be done. That's good. The takeaway today, hopefully, is this. That God has a mountaintop experience for you. Mm -hmm. A mountaintop experience for your faith. A mountaintop experience for your finances, for your family. Mm -hmm. A a mountaintop experience for your health, your fitness. That's good. God wants you to be all that God created, ordained and purposed in you to be. Mm-hmm. But there there's work, much work. There's work that we must do. There's information and revelation that must be given. There's vision and perspective that has to shift and change in order for you to achieve it. And in the days to come, we're going to dig deep. We're going to invite guests on and yes. experts and we're going to really try and figure out what is it that we need to do. Mm-hmm. to carry our cross because must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a <laughs> cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. And we've got to just have our Gethsemane moments as well mm-hmm. so that we can say, nonetheless, not my will be done, but thine will be done. It's our prayer that you'll stay with us, that you will email us questions and things of that nature as we continue to unpack these issues that are very real and pertinent to the lives of God's people. Drop us a line. Let us hear from you. You can reach us at mountaintopmana.com. You'll see information there on our website in order to communicate with us. It's our hope that you would be empowered to live the very best life in Christ that you possibly can. And so with each of us, we've, we've got to climb our own mountains. But the hope is that what you will receive from this podcast is manna. The, the manna was the supernatural food that the Israelites received while they were in the desert, in the wilderness. And it sustained them. It sustained them and kept them until they were able to make it to the land flowing in milk and honey. Come on. We hope each and every time you tune in, so that the information that you get is food for your soul, food for your spirit that will help food feed you, sustain you and keep you as you reach and push ahead to your promise. Until next time. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep working. Keep working. Keep climbing. Keep climbing. In Jesus name. Amen. We'll see you real soon. God bless.